This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. The 2-2 to Fernando, that swung on it in the air to deep center. Hayward's going back on the warning track, looking up, gonna go! Third of the year for Fernando Tatis Jr. And another against the Dodgers, his 14th all-time against L.A. 1-1 game here in the third. Fernando Tatis Jr. put on an absolute show here tonight at Petco Park. Two home runs, a solo home run in the third, a two-run home run in the fifth inning, and the Padres win it 5-2 to two over the L.A. Dodgers as they take the opening game of this three-game series here in downtown San Diego. Final totals in this one here tonight for the Padres. Five runs, eight hits, one error, and for the Dodgers, two run hits and no errors. Padres improved 18-15, and 15. Dodgers drove up to 19 and 14 and the Padres now sit just one game behind LA for first place in the National League West. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. A great win for the Padres. Fernando Tatis Jr., the headline, two home runs in his first game against the Dodgers in a very long time. They both came against future Hall of Famer Clayton Kershaw, you Darvish was terrific in this game. Six and two-thirds innings, one earned run given up. The bullpen, the mix of Martinez and Hayter get it done, and the Padres get a very nice win, 5-2 to two, in game one of this series against the rival L.A. Dodgers. We'll have the full highlights coming up when we come back. We'll recap it, go down to the clubhouse, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, and much, much more to come on our post-game coverage. Again, the final score, Padres 5, Dodgers 2. We get it rolling on our post-game show from Petco Park on the Padres Radio Network. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I, I love the colorful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon her head I hear the sound of a gentle Padres win it 5-2 over the L.A. Dodgers in the opening game of this three-game series here at Petco Park as the Padres improve to 18-15. and Dodgers drop to 19-14. and Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building in downtown San Diego. What a night at Petco Park. The largest crowd of the season, 45,116. Already the 11th sellout of the season here at Petco Park, and they had a lot to cheer about in this game we'll recap this one play you back some of the highlights in just a moment we also will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin in just a little bit as well looking forward to hearing that post-game reaction from Bob Melvin plus we'll give out our nightly awards out-of-town scoreboard and your phone calls as well a little bit later in the show we have a lot to get to and of course you can always get involved on social media tweeted us at 97.3 the fan SD or on my Twitter Sammy Lev S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V on Instagram, hit me up there, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for stopping by. Chance of Let's Go Padres here inside the loft at the Western Metal Building. A lot of people fired up. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. If you have something to say about this game, send me a message, tweet at me. I might just read it on the air. We will take your phone calls coming up a little bit later on our post-game coverage. A lot to recap from this game, a lot to break down. Let's do it with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. Hugh Darvish got in trouble in this game in the first inning. Mookie Betts drew a leadoff walk. Freddie Freeman doubled, sending Betts to third base. With one out, Max Muncy grounded out to first base to bring Betts home. The Dodgers had a 1-0 lead. That was the only run Darvish allowed in the opening frame. Darvish got out of trouble in the top of the second after giving up a one-out triple to Miguel Vargas. A line-out double play that picked Vargas off third base. It was hit to Hassan Kim at second base. Really nice play. That line-out double play ended the inning. Padres still trailed 1-0 as the bottom of the third began. To that point, Clayton Kershaw had two scoreless innings under his belt. Fernando Tatis Jr. led off the bottom half of the third. Here's the 2-2 to Fernando. That swung on it in the air to deep center. Hayward's going back on the warning track. Looking up. Going to go. Third of the year for Fernando Tatis Jr. And another against the Dodgers. His 14th all-time against L.A. 1-1 game here in the third. 
Fernando Tatis Jr.'s first home run at Petco Park since September 24th, 2021, his third career home run against Clayton Kershaw. Hugh Darvish retired the side in order in both the fourth inning and the fifth inning. He had retired 10 in a row going back to the second. We were still tied at one, heading bottom five. Kershaw walked Trent Grisham to start the frame. Fernando Tatis Jr. was next. Fernando waiting on Kershaw as Grisham leads. Here's the pitch. Fernando hits a missile in the air, deep to left field. Going to go. A line drive home run. His second of the night, and the Padres lead it 3-1. to one. Fernando Tatis Jr. striking again in this crowd at Petco Park was absolutely rocking. Padres weren't done. Manny Machado hit an infield single. Juan Soto singled to send Machado to third base. Kershaw then struck out the next two, but he walked Jake Cronenworth to load the bases. Hassan Kim dug in. It will be his shortest start of the year no matter what. One-two pitch, hit off the handle, up the middle. Short hop, diving stop by Rojas. Flipped to second, not in time. Out of the glove of Vargas covering. And Manny scores. It's 4-1. to one. Great diving stop by Rojas. It looked like it was going to get through. He flipped to second. I don't know that it was in time. But even if it was, Vargas, the second baseman, couldn't squeeze it. The ball rolled away. The Padres scored. And Kershaw is done. That was it for Clayton Kershaw. After going at least six innings in every start to this point of the season, he couldn't get out of the fifth inning. That's what the Padres did to Clayton Kershaw here tonight. Meanwhile, Hugh Darvish continued to deal. A 1-2-3 sixth inning, 13 in a row retired at the end of the sixth. Padres still led 4-1, to one, heading to the seventh inning. Dodgers, though, made some noise. Will Smith hit a leadoff single. With one out, it was Jason Hayward. Nick Martinez throwing in the bullpen. Here's the 1-1. Hayward swings, lines it towards the right field corner. Fernando's not going to get there. Has to chase it down in the corner, picks it up. Smith going to be held at third, now coming home. Kim's relay to the plate, not in time. Hayward ends up at third base, and the Dodgers get a run. Now 4-2 Padres here in the seventh inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. was given an error on that play. He had trouble digging it out of the corner in right field. No RBI for Hayward. Darvish then struck out James Outman. Nick Martinez replaced him. He got a ground out from Miguel Vargas to end the inning. The Padres still led 4-2. Hugh Darvish's final line in this game, six and two-thirds innings, two runs, one earned given up, four hits allowed. He walked one, struck out six on 94 pitches. He was terrific here tonight in the opener of this three-game series. Padres loaded the bases with two outs against Shelby Miller in the seventh inning, and the Padres could not add on in that frame. Padres, though, would add on in the eighth inning. They got another run after loading the bases with one out. Xander Bogarts brought home a run with a fielder's choice. It was 5-2. to two. In the ninth inning, the Padres led 5-2. to two. Josh Hader, who has been absolutely terrific this season, perfect in save opportunities, took the mound. He did walk Will Smith with one out, but he put on the finishing touch to a big win against L.A. Two balls and two strikes to Trace Thompson. Hader is set. Here's the kick and the pitch. Swing and a miss. Back-to-back case to end it. And the Pods take game one from the Dodgers. Final score here tonight, 5-2. to Hugh Darvish, magnificent pitching into the seventh. And Fernando Tatis Jr. with two more home runs against Clayton Kershaw. Couldn't ask for much more than that.
Couldn't ask for much more indeed. The Padres get a very nice 5-2 win against the L.A. Dodgers in the opening game of this three-game series. Yu Darvish picks up the win. He's now 2-2. Two two. Clayton Kershaw takes the defeat, his second loss of the year. And Josh Hader now a perfect 11-11 for 11 in save opportunities. And the Padres again improved to 18-15. Dodgers drop to 19 and 14. How about this? Despite missing the entire 2022 season, Fernando Tatis Jr. now has 15 home runs against the Dodgers since making his major league debut in 2019. That's the second most of any player against the Dodgers during that span. And again, he missed all of last season. Fernando Tatis Jr. in his first game against the LA Dodgers here in 2023 picked up right where he left off. Two home runs, both against Clayton Kershaw, the big highlights in the Padres' 5-2 win. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Let's go down towards the clubhouse and hear some post-game reaction from the manager, Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Well, nice win tonight for a lot of reasons is one of them also because of being able to beat a future Hall of Famer like Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, the way he'd been pitching this year too. I mean, kind of lined up and got him on that first game so certainly gets your attention we made him work some I think the walks were were key obviously Toddy had a big night but made him throw some pitches for sure you know Fernando was excited to start playing again and obviously excited to have this kind of a matchup again and he came up in the big situation and really shined yeah I mean that we didn't get off to a great start I mean you didn't have his best stuff by any stretch in the first inning and then all of a sudden you look up, he's in the seventh inning, and I really did not plan on letting him throw too many pitches tonight based on regular turn and, and you know, kind of a tough tough place to pitch in, in Mexico. So I, it was a complete turnaround, it looked like, in stuff from the first inning. But to answer your question with Toddy, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just looking forward to playing and helping his team and seems to be a guy that uh, rises to the occasion. To follow up on you a little bit, it seemed like the two-seamer really became an important weapon for him as well. Yeah, it looked like they were sitting spin early on. So, you know, Freeman hit one and looked like Betts' first time up was sitting on some spin. And and then, like you can do, he, you know, he notices that and, and starts throwing some different pitches, whether it's a split or whether it's a fastball. Um, end up pitching a great game. How important was the patience for your ball club tonight and being able to work all those walks? Yeah, typically Kershaw doesn't walk guys. So, you know, you, you go in trying to be fairly aggressive with him if he's trying to get ahead with strike one with the fastball. Probably threw a few more fastballs early in the game than we were anticipating. But, um, you know, it's tough to, get, to, to make a guy work like that, and we did. You had everybody available tonight. What does it say about how much you value Nick that you put him in that situation? Yeah, I didn't want to pitch him more than one today. He only had two days off, but you know he ends up what throwing one or two pitches in the first, and then easy to send him back out again. And you know, with him, the matchups with his changeup and his curveball, it doesn't really matter to him. So he's, you know, it's nice to have him back there and and doing what he does. You've said several times that you were waiting for a long time. It was one of the draws was to have Fernando uh, play for you. Was this the type of game that you were waiting for? Or? I, you know, in any type of game, I, I, he's just he's an extreme talent, and I saw it from the other side. And you know, when I came back here, you know, when he was hurt early on. We kind of both talked about it a little bit. So 
these are the type of games off elite pitchers. He hits good pitching, and you know when you're down one to nothing, and all of a sudden he comes back, and you know now you're even, and he hits another home run. It's it doesn't surprise you. He, uh, you know, he can hit good pitching. Not the first time this season Darvish hasn't necessarily had his best stuff at the start, and he's just put it together and kind of started to look dominant as the game yeah. went on. What do you make of his ability to to do that? To at very, out? I mean, that's what that's what he does, and and you know, this is a team that. What do you have? One walk. This is a team that leads the league in walks and make you work. And he he comes out of the sixth inning. I think he only has seventy pitches or something like that. So one, it's difficult to navigate this lineup. Two, to be able to do it in a pitch count like that means he made that adjustment pretty quickly and was making them put the ball in play early. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park. The postgame reaction after the Padres beat the L.A. Dodgers 5-2 to two here in downtown San Diego, taking game one of this three-game series. Much more to get to on our postgame coverage. When we come back, you'll hear my conversation with Fernando Tatis Jr. Spoke with Fernando on the field right after the game. And I'm thinking right now, probably already happened at this point, but if there's a piñata in that clubhouse, I am sure... Fernando is the guy that's hitting that piñata first today. Sure, there's a party going on in that clubhouse right now. Padres win it 5-2, to two, a big win against the L.A. Dodgers. We'll come back, play my interview with Fernando on the field right after the game, plus much more to come when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight at Petco Park. The Padres 5 and the Dodgers 2. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park in downtown San Diego. What a night. Fernando Tatis Jr., two home runs in the game, both off of Clayton Kershaw. We said in the pregame, Kershaw had gone at least six innings in each of his first six starts of the season. Not here tonight. Kershaw could not get out of the fifth inning. Padres after the two-run home run by Fernando in the fifth. His second of the night made it a 3-1 Padre lead. They continue to get guys on base. Manny a single, Juan Soto a single. Padres would end up getting uh, another run in that fifth inning and knocking Clayton Kershaw out of this game. Fernando Tatis Jr. was simply terrific. The second time in his career He's had two home runs in the same game against Clayton Kershaw. And again, let's put this in perspective. Fernando now has 15 home runs in his career against the L.A. Dodgers. Remember, 2019, hit a full year, had some injuries. 2020, obviously a shortened season. 2021, dealt with some injuries. 2022, didn't play at all. And already against the Dodgers in one game and against Clayton Kershaw in one game here in 2023, wouldn't you know it? Two home runs for Fernando Tatis Jr. El Nino put on an absolute show for a crowd of more than 45,000 here at Petco Park. I caught up with Fernando Tatis Jr. on the field right after the game. Fernando, the two home runs tonight, rounding those bases, hearing those fans go crazy for you. What were your emotions? This amazing energy all the way around, you know, just happy I could do in front of my fans in this hometown, and it was just a great night. Second time in your career, you hit two home runs in the same game against Clayton Kershaw. That's a future Hall of Famer. How have you been able to have so much success against him? Just staying, just battling with him, just battling with him. Like I mentioned earlier, he's one of the best of all time, and he, that guy definitely brings the best out of you. Fernando, since you showed up, the team's winning a lot. 
what have they done well this past couple of weeks? We're playing better baseball. Uh, we're playing good baseball overall, defense, moving the runner. Uh, offensive is waking up, so hope we keep it that way. You guys got a pinata in there? Are you going to be the one to hit it, you think? I don't know. Let's see what the boys think, but for sure we're going to have a pinata. Fernando, thanks so much. Thank you. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game, the two-home run performance. I am checking the Padres' Twitter and Instagram. I do not see any piñata video yet, but you heard Fernando say it there, that there will be a piñata inside the clubhouse. I would be shocked if it wasn't Fernando hitting the piñata tonight, but you never know. There were some other heroes from this game. Speaking of those other heroes, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Tonight's ace pitcher of the game, we gotta go with you, Darvish. He was great tonight, six and two-thirds innings, two runs given up, just one earned, four hits, he walked one, struck out six, 94 pitches, 60 of them for strikes. Darvish picks up his second win of the season, and he is our ace pitcher of the game. He was really, really good here tonight. And when you get even deeper into how you, Darvish, accomplished six and two-thirds innings here tonight. In fact, you heard Bob Melvin say it in the post-game press conference that early on, you Darvish did not have his best stuff. It wasn't a great start to his outing. Walked Mookie Betts, a double to Freddie Freeman, just like that. Runners on second and third, nobody out. But Darvish was able to get out of that inning with just one run given up. It came on the RBI ground out uh, for Max Muncie, made it a one nothing Dodger lead. And then you look at the second inning, a one-out triple for Miguel Vargas, ends up getting a line-out double play, really nice play by Hassan Kim, catching it quickly, getting it to Manny Machado at third base, a line-out double play, ended that inning. From that double play through the end of the sixth inning, Hugh Darvish was perfect. He retired 13 in a row, had the double play, a 1-2-3 inning in the third, 1-2-3 inning in the fourth inning, 1-2-3 in the fifth, Retired the side again in order in the sixth inning. 13 in a row set down. In the seventh inning, gives up a leadoff single to Will Smith, but bounces back, gets a strikeout of Max Muncie. Gives up the double to Hayward, but again, that run was unearned because Fernando Tatis Jr. bobbled it in the right field corner, had trouble getting it out and getting it back to the infield. So that run was unearned, then gets a strikeout of James Outman, gets taken out of the game, and Nick Martinez finishes that inning. So... Again, we've said it so many times about you, Darvish, even early on when he's still feeling things out, maybe doesn't have great feel for everything early in a game. So often with you, Darvish, you look up and it's a quality outing. And tonight was exactly that. Six and two-thirds innings, one earned run given up, settled into a groove. Again, at one point, 13 in a row set down. And you, Darvish, when you talk about heroes from this game, Fernando will take the spotlight. But you, Darvish was really important in this win. The way he settled down against this Dodger lineup was awfully, awfully impressive. 
All right, we will start taking your phone calls, 833-288-0973. The phone number, again, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call. Again, if you want to get involved on social media, you can do that. Tweet at me at 973thefansd or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. Shoot me a message there if you would like. Uh, that's a great way to get involved, as always. Uh, send me a message if you have something uh, to say about tonight game i might just read it on the air and again phone number to call as we begin our time on the phones 833-288-0973 we begin tonight with jay in el cajon oh, hi jay oh, oh, easy jay hi jay Danny, what's there? Up, buddy hey jay how you doing oh it's another good night in san diego bud we got the win tonight um you said everything i was gonna say so i'm gonna make it short and sweet <laughs> yeah Chatty swinging the bat. We love it. We love to see two homers in one game. We were uh, betting for three. I actually had a couple Dodger fans willing to put on a Padre hat if he hit three. <laughs> but uh, all in all, it's a good win for the team. Uh, yeah, you said it. Darvish pitched amazing. Bullpen got his back. Hater shut it down. You know what? For all those haters in April who were saying, oh, we're going to lose, let's go Padres. This is where we're at, dude. <laughs> we got our squad back. We got pitching back. We got Tatis back. There's nothing to worry about. Like you and I said in April, no panic button. Baseball's a long season. Here we go. Yeah, it, it certainly is a long season. Jay, appreciate the call and glad you had a good time at this game tonight. And if you were at the game tonight, would love to hear from you. Let me know where you were sitting, what the uh, atmosphere was like on the two Fernando Tatis Jr. home runs. But, uh, Jay, uh, you're right. Uh, it's a long season. Uh, these three games against the Dodgers don't make or break the season. If there's anything we learn from 2022 is that it is a long year and the postseason is really the thing that matters. And to be quite frank, for this Padres team, the goal is to win a World Series. And anything uh, much shorter than that will not uh, be a very successful year. I'm getting way ahead of myself. For he- right here, right now, game one against the Dodgers, they did what they needed to do. You take it one game at a time. And, of course, what you loved about this game, yes, the performance by you, Darvish, certainly great work by the bullpen. Nick Martinez, inning in a third scoreless, Josh Hader, Another save, perfect 11 for 11 in save opportunities now. But what you love is Fernando. He just has an ability to rise to the occasion, savor the moment, and wouldn't you know it, against Clayton Kershaw, he hits two home runs in his first game against the Dodgers since 2021. I mean, he is just that kind of talent, that kind of showman, that kind of player. Was anybody surprised? I wasn't. I know a lot of fans out there weren't. This is what he does. Fernando Tatis Jr., maybe we've forgot a little of it because of him missing all of last year. Maybe the baseball community in general has forgot a little bit of it. But this guy rises to the moment, rises to the occasion, and he had a real opportunity to do it here tonight, and he did it. Uh, once again all right let's uh, continue on the phones while we uh, keep on rolling here we go to don and rancho bernardo hi don hey how you doing sammy doing great don enjoying a nice night here at petco park exciting great game great crowd uh can't complain can't yeah i can't complain either well i was in, you asked uh who was at the game tonight i was lucky enough to be at the game tonight section great. 305 and you're right. It was absolutely electric when uh, Taddy went out of the ballpark those two times. And, uh, boy, that, that first one just kind of kept carrying, you know. And the, the second one was more of a no-doubter. 
But, uh, yeah, what a special talent we have with him. And, you know, he really has elevated this team in the, mm-hmm. what, 12 games, 11 games he's been back here. Um, there's just something about him. Obviously, he's hitting well, and and the team is responding around him, you know. And, um, boy, it's, it's, it sure is awfully, awfully fun to be part of part of this, uh, you know, following a team like this in San Diego of all places. And I'm just not even going to talk about the game. I'm just going to say what a fun <laughs> year it, it's turning into here. And, um, wow, it's a great, great night at the ballpark. Just sitting here in the parking lot listening to you, Sammy. So thanks so much for all you do. Yeah, absolutely, Don. Appreciate the call. And, look, it's early. It's only May 5th. But uh, you need games like this against good teams like the L.A. Dodgers, a rivalry game. You want to come out, make a statement, and the Padres did that here tonight. Uh, They absolutely did, and you're right. Fernando Tatis Jr. is a very special talent, very special player, and we've seen it many times in still a very young Major League Baseball career. He just has the ability to rise to the occasion, and you talked about uh, how well they've played since Fernando arrived. They are now 9-4 and four since Fernando arrived on April 20th. So I know there was frustration about the offense and the shutouts and not scoring runs, but if you just want to zoom out a little bit and have some perspective on what this team has done since Fernando came back on April 20th in Arizona, they are now 9-4 and four since that point. So they've won 9 of 13. And if you go back even... A game further it's 10 of 14 because they won the day before he came back so they are uh in their last 14 games now 10 and 4 hey uh, look i know there's been frustration about the offense and uh, you know we've been here on the post game uh you know listening to to callers you know wonder about the offense and be frustrated but if you want to zoom out a little bit last 14 games this team is now 10 and 4 pretty good and uh, yes, it has coincided with Fernando's return. All right, let's go to uh, Wyatt in Spring Valley calling in. Hi, Wyatt. Welcome to the Padres Radio Network post game show with Sam Levitt. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Sammy. How you been? Doing well, Wyatt. All right, I just wanted to talk about uh, Josh Hader for a minute. Like you were talking about, 11 for 11. How much longer do we think this guy's going to be able to keep it up? Well, uh, hopefully he'll be able to keep it up for uh, a while longer. You know, I'm somebody who's uh, a little superstitious, so you won't find me in the clubhouse and appreciate it, uh, appreciate the call, Wyatt. You won't find me in the clubhouse going up to him and asking him about being perfect for, uh, for save opportunities so far. But, uh, look, he's been terrific. I mean, he has picked up right where he left off a year ago. His ERA is down to 0-6-0. Like we've said, 11 saves and 11 opportunities, 15 appearances now total. Uh, like I said, an 0-6-0 ERA, 15 innings, 20 strikeouts. He's given up one earned run. The thing that is really remarkable about Hader is going back to September 7th, 2022, he's given up one earned run, the one he gave up this year. Think about that. Since September 7th, 2022, he's given up one earned run. And that includes the five scoreless postseason appearances. You know, he had the early struggles after the trade, but once he figured it out and once he got through those, he has been everything the Padres could have hoped for. And he has been, I would say, since that day on September 7th, he's been probably even better than what you could have hoped for. I mean... 
he's been tremendous, like the best co- uh, closer in baseball. I mean, he keeps doing what he's doing at the end of this year. Um, you know, he will maybe hold that title. You know, somebody else who's probably in that conversation these days, Edwin Diaz, uh, not pitching this year due to injury, uh, might come back in the late part of the season. But, uh, look, uh, for getting the titles, things like that, and best closer in baseball, whatever you want to call him, Josh Hader has been unbelievable. He's been terrific for the Padres going back to last year, and he's had a wonderful start to this season. Before we continue on, let's pause for Station ID on the Padres Radio Network. KWFNFM and KWFNHC1 San Diego. This is Nick Martinez. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. The final score again, Padres 5, Dodgers 2 as the Padres win the opening game of this three-game series. Fernando Tatis Jr., a couple of home runs in this game. Solo shot in the third, two-run shot in the fifth inning. Broke a 1-1 tie at one point in this game. Fernando was responsible for all three Padres runs. And both home runs against the future Hall of Famer, Clayton Kershaw, who, by the way, wasn't, you know, when I say future Hall of Famer, I'm not, you know, just talking about what he's done for over a decade in the major leagues. But Clayton Kershaw was the reigning National League Pitcher of the Month, the sub-2 ERA in his first six starts of the season. And Fernando Tatis Jr. went up against him, his second at bat, his third at bat, and said, eh, no big deal. Two home runs against him. And that is Fernando, isn't it? He uh, knows how to rise to the occasion. We'll step aside, come back with more of your phone calls. Again, the number, 833-288-0973. Phone number to call again, 833-288-0973. We also will play you the two home run calls again by Jesse Agler in case you're just getting in the car, uh, in case you're just joining us, uh, going home from whatever your Friday night plans were. We'll play the home run calls again for you, give out some more of our nightly awards, take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard and much more to come final score here at petco park padres five dodgers two more coming up on our post-game show after this on the padres radio network Here tonight against the LA Dodgers, five to two. The final score is the Padres improved to eighteen and fifteen. Dodgers dropped to nineteen and fourteen. Padres now sit a game behind LA for first place in the National League West. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. Great to have you with us on this Friday evening. What a night for Fernando Tatis Jr. A couple of home runs, a solo shot in the third, a two-run home run in the fifth inning. Padres trailed 1-0 after a half inning here tonight, but Fernando tying the game in the third, breaking the 1-1 tie in the fifth inning. He was terrific and rise to the occasion against the L.A. Dodgers in the first game of this three-game series here tonight. In case you missed the home run calls from Jesse Agler earlier here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network, let's play back the home run calls for you. Here was the solo home run in the third that tied the game at 1. Here's the 2-2 to Fernando. That swung on it in the air to deep center. Hayward's going back on the warning track. Looking up. Did it go? Third of the year for Fernando Tatis Jr. 
And another against the Dodgers. His 14th all-time against L.A. 1-1 game here in the third. And another home run against Clayton Kershaw, the third of his career. Now, Fernando, in 2021, hit two home runs in the same game against Clayton Kershaw, a future Hall of Famer. We know all the accomplishments that Clayton has in his career. There's no way that Fernando, in his very young Major League career, could do it again. Two home runs in the same game against Kershaw. Well, in the fifth inning, the game was tied at 1-1. Tatis Jr. stepped in. Fernando waiting on Kershaw as Grisham leads. Here's the pitch. Fernando hits a missile in the air, deep to left field. Going to go. A line drive home run. His second of the night, and the Padres lead it 3-1. Fernando Tatis Jr. with two home runs against Clayton Kershaw, the 15th home run of his career against the L.A. Dodgers. Padres would get another run in the uh, fifth inning, make it a three-run inning after an infield RBI single for Ha-Sung Kim with the bases loaded, and the Padres got one more in the eighth inning to tack on. They win it by the final score of 5-2. to two. We'll have more of our nightly awards coming up in a little bit. Out-of-town scoreboard, we will take more of your phone calls here, 833-288-0973, as we continue on with our postgame show on the Padres radio network and I should mention if you're just joining us another huge story in this game the performance of you Darvish six and two-thirds innings two runs given up one earned allowed uh, four hits one walk struck out six 94 pitches Darvish got in trouble in the first inning ended up giving up just one run there were runners on second and third nobody out gave up just a single run had a runner on third base one out in the second got out of it, and then from that point on, retired 13 in a row through the end of the sixth inning, ends up getting charged with an unearned run in the seventh inning. But all in all, you Darvish, a very well-deserved second win of the season. All right, let's go back to the phones, 833-288-0973. We go to Brian, who's calling in from Encinitas. Hi, Brian. Welcome to the Padres postgame show on the Padres Radio Network with Sam Levitt. How are you? Brian, you there? All right, I think Brian. Oh, Mario, Mario. Hi, Mario. Are you there? We got Mario in National City. Mario? Yeah, how you doing, Sam, man? Good evening. I'm doing well, Mario. Enjoying a, enjoying a nice Friday night here at the ballpark. Oh, it was a great night, man. I'm leaving. The, I just left the ballpark. And, uh, what a wonderful game, man. Great weather. You know, Cinco de Mayo, five runs. What, what more can you ask for? Two home runs from Tatis. Man, let's go, boys. <laughs> yeah, it it was a fun night at the ballpark, Mario. No doubt about Absolutely. that. A, a lot of fun. Yeah, and I. Yeah, you go have, ahead. You have a good night, Sam. Okay, Mario. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to Matthew, who's calling in. Hi, Matthew. Hi, Sam. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, that was a great game tonight. I was there. It, it was spectacular. I knew that when we went down in the first, I knew that. It wasn't over. I know this team can do it, and Tatis is usually really good against the Dodgers, and I had a feeling he was going <laughs> to explode tonight, and he did. 
Yeah, if you had that feeling coming to the ballpark, Matthew, you were absolutely right. I would go buy a, a lotto ticket or something like that because uh, you have a, a good sense for uh, good luck because uh, Fernando was terrific. Matthew, appreciate the call. And, again, he just finds a way to rise to the occasion. There's no secret to it. We saw it in 2019 when he came up to the big leagues. We saw it in the postseason in 2020. We certainly saw it many times in 2021. And Fernando, I think, reminded us here tonight of why he is so special part of that reason is because for whatever reason he just knows how to come up big when the lights are shining the brightest uh it is uh, just a, a, a wonderful thing to watch uh we go to ryan who's calling in hi ryan all right so i think we've uh, lost ryan all right uh well let me take a look here Okay, we'll get back to the phones here in just a second. We got a lot of phone calls coming in, so uh, we're doing our best, and we love when we have a lot of phone calls, but it does create a little havoc uh, with uh, trying to get everybody uh, sorted out and uh, ready to come on air. So uh, we're doing our best. We love getting a lot of phone calls. Everybody excited, and uh, sometimes we have to sort things out on the phone lines. Like I imagine like the old school phone switchers where I think this is what would happen. They would have to, you know, uh, take the lines and it's like in those old movies where they have to plug one line in and then they switch it and they transfer it i don't know what i'm talking about that was way before my time but uh we we still have to get things uh, sorted out on the phone lines at times anyway final score padres five dodgers two big win for the padres here tonight as they take the opening game of this three game series while we have a moment let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game here tonight, we have two solid options, one being Nick Martinez, who went an inning and a third scoreless, Josh Hader, scoreless ninth inning but tonight we'll give it to nick martinez because when we talk about shutting the door martinez did that in the seventh inning at that time in the seventh inning padres had a four to two lead runner on third base and jason hayward tying run at the plate and miguel vargas got a ground out to end the inning and then martinez puts together a one two three eighth inning inning and a third scoreless for nick martinez so well deserved for him tonight he's our relief pitcher of the game we'll have our player of the game coming up in just a second uh, we'll go back to the phones i think we've got uh, the phone lines sorted out now we've got the uh, switchers working overtime trying to figure out who's where and how to connect to uh, 97.3 the fan let's go to ramon who's calling in from chula vista hi ramon hey what's up sam good evening uh, great day to be a Padre, right? Great night. <laughs> yeah, certainly was. Um, I just wanted to say real quickly, just share some thoughts. You know, I, I know April um, for a lot of fans is kind of a mixed bag. Um, you know, the offense lacked at times, and um, a lot of people were being real critical. It's a long season. And um, seeing what the Padres did, not just today, but, you know, just the past week being in Mexico and this homestand, you know, um, it's a long season, so – this is a sign of things to come. They're not going to play like this every day, but, um, you know, just have some faith in this team. And uh, it's going to be a fun ride, especially with the way Fernando is uh, playing against uh, the Dodgers. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a Dodger killer at this point, but I don't want to jinx him. 
So, yeah, well, two more games left in this series, and appreciate the call, Ramon. Uh, you're right; it's uh, it should be a fun ride. It's a long ride. Um, there are lots of ups and downs. If we learned anything from last season, it's a very long year. So. Um, there will be ups, there will be downs, but again, and, and we talked about it earlier, you know, it's almost like the Padres quietly over the course of the last 14 games have won 10. I mean, for, for I mean, I feel like a week ago we were talking about the offense and talking about uh, uh, some of the shutouts and talking about the inconsistencies, and all those things were true, but you look up now, they're 10-4 and four in their last 14 games. So there's no doubt the last couple of weeks, and yes, it has coincided with the return of Fernando Tatis Jr., they have played overall a much brand, uh, much better brand of baseball. And any time in a 14-game stretch you can go 10-4, and four, you'll take that. And the Padres are, are, are right where they need to be. Okay, they're a game out of first place. They're 18-15 and 15 now. Has it been perfect? No. But here on May 5th, they're three games above 500 and seemingly starting to play more consistently a really good brand of baseball. And getting Fernando back is enormous. I mean, if you needed more evidence, look at tonight. He's just uh, one of those guys that rises to the occasion so often. Let's go to Brian and Encinitas calling in. Hi, Brian. Hi, Samuel. Um, two things. So real quick. With Josh Hader, if you can remember, last year he almost lost the job until mm. Bo Mel put him in in that San Francisco game, and he threw that curveball to strike out whoever it was to save that game. And from that moment on, he was nailed. Nailed. That aside, Fernando Tatis, so I, I coach my daughter's softball team. They wear Tatis jerseys. They wear swag chains. He is everything for this team, and when he does well, we all do well. And they watch baseball, and they love it. And it just when the tide rises, we all rise. Yeah, he's he's extremely important to this team. And to your initial point on Hater, I do remember that game. And and you're right, uh, Brian. Appreciate the call. You're right. There was that moment for Josh Hader, and from you know early September on, he just totally turned it around and became exactly the guy the Padres hoped they were trading for. And he's been tremendous. 11 for 11 now in save opportunities, an 06 OERA. I said earlier, one of the stats that really blows you away since September 7th of last year, including the postseason, he's given up one earned run. I mean, he has been dominant. And let's be honest, most of these saves, most of these ninth innings have been relatively drama-free. I mean, he doesn't even allow very many base runners, and when he does, he always finds a way out of it. So will it stay like that all season, you know, where he's perfect for save opportunities? Let's be honest, it's baseball. Probably not. But, uh, by the way, I'm not saying uh, any, you know, I think he'll continue to have a great season. I'm saying it may not be perfect the, the whole way through. But um, right now, he has been tremendous, and it is such a luxury to have somebody like Josh Hader in that bullpen. And one of the reasons it's a luxury is because a lot of teams don't have that. And when you don't have it, when you don't have somebody you can rely on in a tight game in the ninth inning, it's tough. I mean, it can really dismantle your ball club when you don't have a closer that you can rely on. And in Josh Hader, not only can you rely on him, but he's been automatic. 
So it's uh, it shortens the game. It allows Bob Melvin to, you know, figure out a plan for his bullpen so much easier because you know what you're getting in that ninth inning, and you know you can rely on that guy in the ninth inning. So, hey, he was great. Martinez, again, was great. We've talked about it at length before. He's such a weapon out of the bullpen with what he can do, just effectiveness, uh, just, uh, you know, getting guys out. He's proved that going back to last year. But also we know if you need him to throw three or four innings out of the bullpen, he can do that. Tonight was more of a traditional uh, setup type role where he got the final out in the seventh inning, gets three outs in the eighth inning, and he's done. But when you need him to, he can go longer than that. That's the magic of Nick Martinez in the bullpen. So uh, great stuff by the bullpen, great stuff by you, Darvish, and great stuff by Fernando Tatis Jr., certainly. One other aspect, and I, I talked about it early in the post game, but I just want to bring it up again. One other aspect of this game, and it's kind of interesting because you look at the 11 walks the Dodgers issued in this game. They issued 11, which is a, a super high number. Kershaw had five. Miller had three. Suero had three. Bickford, in an inning and a third, didn't have any. But what is uh, interesting when you look at the walks, out of the 11, only two of them scored so they didn't hurt the dodgers nearly as much as they could have part of that was because the padres went one for eight with runners in scoring position 12 left on i won't make a big deal out of that here tonight but the dodgers walked 11 in this game it was it was not a good game for the la dodgers and look clayton kershaw part of the reason he had to come out so early and he ran into trouble was because he walked five I mean, he he wasn't as good here tonight, certainly, as he's been. But credit to the Padres. We, we said it earlier during the pregame. Clayton Kershaw had gone at least six innings in each of his first six starts of the season. Not here tonight. Couldn't get out of the fifth inning. Let's go to Brad in Oceanside. Hi, Brad. Welcome to the postgame show on the Padres Radio Network. What's going on? Hi, I just had a couple questions uh, or comments. Uh, two on strategy. One, you've got first and second base and Kim up. And instead of bunting the guys over, he hits a weak grounder to the Kershaw. They get a double play. And the second thing that I was questioning was <clears throat> Nola comes up with the bases. Oh, loaded. Wait, hold on, they hold on, right. hold on. Brad, 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 hold on. The, the first point, but, Kim, you're talking about the second inning? No, this is later on. This is like okay. fourth or fifth. I'm and then, here. and the other uh, the other thing that I I question. Just let me finish this. Nola comes up with the bases loaded against a right-handed hitter. Nola has not been hitting well. Why not bring in Sullivan, a left-handed hitter, to pinch hit because he can go behind the plate. And I, I just you know bases loaded. We don't hit with bases loaded the way that I wish we could. And then uh, my last comment yeah. is my last comment. Hater was he wasn't he <clears throat> he wasn't effective with his fastball tonight, but he was awesome because his off speed he was wild with the fastball but it's off made his off speed that much more effective. And so he he did great by adjusting when he wasn't having his, his best control tonight. Brad, appreciate the call. I'm I'm looking at the uh, you, you bring up Hader. I wanna just look at the pitch breakdown here, which I haven't looked at yet. Yeah, he threw – well, he's been throwing a lot of sinkers lately. There was a, a course of outings there where all he threw were, uh, were sinkers. Did throw six sliders here today, so he did utilize the slider a little bit more. That was a good point. Um, Brad, I'm not 
I'm just looking at my scorecard here. I think you're talking about, I mean, with, with Kim with the, I guess that has to be the fifth inning. Um, it was the infield RBI single. I mean, Brad, they scored a run. I think you're talking about the fifth inning. I mean, they scored a run. <laughs> I know he hit a weak rounder, but they ended up, uh, well, it wasn't a weak rounder. I'm sorry. I'm getting my plays confused here. I'm not totally sure what, what at bat you're talking about with Kim. As far as Nola, uh, with the bases loaded, um, look, that's a spot. He's your starting catcher that night. You already have a lead. That's just not a spot, especially in the catching position where you're going to see Bob Melvin pinch hit with Brett Sullivan. Um, it, it's just not. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I it's just it's not going to happen in that spot. I understand righty lefty, but especially for your catcher, um, you know, he's your starting catcher. He's got to hit in that spot in, in the seventh inning, and you have a lead. So um, and look. All the respect to Brett Sullivan. Um, he had a tremendous game on Wednesday, and I've loved his story, and I'm rooting for Brett Sullivan. But, you know, Austin Nola, he's he's your starting catcher, and I know he struggled at the plate, but that's a spot where I, I'm just telling you, you're not going to see Brett Sullivan pinch hit for Austin Nola. I mean, if Nola, you know, struggles at the plate, continue. We'll see when Luis Camposano comes back, what the playing time looks like. But in that spot, I, I just you're, you're not going to see it. Um, I'm not totally sure what at bat you're you're referring to with Kim. I'm looking here. I'm not totally sure, but uh, solid point on Hater because he did throw uh, the slider uh, six times tonight out of the 18 pitches. All right, let's uh, give you our player of the game as the Padres win this one by a final score of five to two. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Bites. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here tonight, no doubt, Fernando El Nino. Fernando Tatis Jr., solo home run in the third, two-run home run in the fifth inning, stole the show here tonight. And got this offense going, brought a crowd of 45,000-plus to their feet multiple times, electricity in the ballpark, courtesy of Fernando. Two home runs, both against Clayton Kershaw. What a night for Fernando Tatis Jr., no doubt our player of the game in this 5-2 to two win for San Diego. We'll step aside, come back with a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Might squeeze in another phone call or two if uh, we have a moment. 833-288-0973. The phone number, again, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call. We'll uh, get you ready for tomorrow. Out-of-town scoreboard. Wrap things up from Petco Park after this on the Padres Radio Network. Padres Radio Network. Final score here at Petco Park. The Padres 5 and the Dodgers 2 as the Padres take the opener of this three-game set. Padres and Dodgers will do battle again tomorrow and Sunday. More on tomorrow and Sunday's games coming up in just a little bit. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. 
Petco Park is emptied out. Everybody here in the loft has finished up their beers, finished up their games of pool. Just me, a couple of bartenders cleaning up, and all of you listening out there as I look out onto an empty Petco Park. Beautiful night here in San Diego. Hope you enjoyed this one. What a game and what an atmosphere. 45,000 plus, the biggest crowd of the season so far at Petco Park. Uh, it broke uh, uh, the, well, not the biggest crowd record, but it, it was an even larger crowd than opening day here at Petco Park. 45,116, the 11th sellout already of this season. And they had a lot to cheer about. Fernando Tatis Jr., a couple of home runs against Clayton Kershaw in this game, propelling the Padres to a 5-2 to two win. Again, phone number to call. We still do have some time to uh, take some phone calls. 833-288-0973, the phone number. Again, number. 833-288-0973. Uh, some tweets to get to here. Uh, we have a, uh, we have a tweeter saying, Sammy, I think we're going on a long hot streak. I certainly hope you're right. Uh, Marco saying 11 uh, walks tonight was impressive. <laughs> Dodgers did walk 11 in this game. We've got Padres fangirl saying, listening to you on the way home, the atmosphere was insane. L.A. fans only chirped in the first inning. Many left by the fourth in our section uh but uh you know what uh, hey the uh the interaction between the fans that's a, a fun part uh, of these games uh, certainly a budding rivalry between these two teams Padres beating the Dodgers in the NLDS a year ago and at least here in game one of 2023 the Padres uh, keep on beating the Dodgers as they take the opening game of this three game series I'm uh, scanning through my Instagram messages because I uh I did have a, a couple of here. We have uh, Bobby saying, let tonight be another example of the weird cosmic energy that happens in baseball. Someday scientists will be able to quantify what Tatis does. And, yes, the Padres are 10-14. Uh, and 14. We looked it up earlier. 10-14. and 14. Or I should say, well, they're 9-4 and four since Fernando Tatis Jr. returned. But... Uh, they are since April 19th, the day before he returned, 10 and 14. So the Padres have won 10 out of the, their last 14. 13 of those games, Fernando has uh, has been in the lineup. So, hey, um, look, it has not been only Fernando. Certainly he's played pretty well, had a huge impact on tonight's game. But it, it has coincided, this team playing better, coinciding with Fernando's return. No way around that. Final score again here tonight, Padres 5, Dodgers 2. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. In Chicago today, the Cubs beat the Marlins 4-1. Ian Happ had a two-run home run in that game for the Cubs. Matt Mervis, an RBI single in the eighth inning. Two outs, two on. Cubs lead by two, eighth inning, the pitch. Swing a line drive, base set to right center. Bellinger's going to score. Mancini goes to third. Matt Mervis with his first big league base hit. A clean single into right center field. Listen to this crowd. Matt Mervis called up from AAA Iowa just earlier in the day. First major league hit, an RBI single in the eighth inning as the Cubs win it 4-1. to one. That was Pat Hughes on 670 the score in Chicago. The 
Blue Jays beat the Pirates 4-0 in Pittsburgh earlier tonight. George Springer, a two-run home run for the Jays in that one. White Sox beat the Reds 5-4 in Cincinnati. Elvis Andrews, a three-run home run in that game. Luis Robert, a two-run home run in the sixth inning to put Chicago ahead. Tampa Bay beat the Yankees 5-4. Randy Arozarena, a home run in that one. Wander Franco had a go-ahead double in the bottom of the seventh inning to give Tampa Bay a 5-4 lead. They'd win by that final score. Red Sox beat the Phillies 5-3 in Philadelphia. Rafael Devers had an RBI single earlier in that game. Manuel Valdez also an RBI single later in the game as the Red Sox beat the Phillies 5-3. Nets edged by the Rockies 1-0 at City Field in New York. Brandon Nimmo, a solo home run in the fourth inning for the Mets. That would be the only run in that game. Twins beat the Guardians 2-0 in Cleveland earlier today. Only runs in that game came courtesy of Max Kepler, a two-run home run in the sixth inning. The Orioles beat the Braves 9-4 in Atlanta. Cendric Mullins had a solo home run in that game in the seventh inning. In the bottom half of the, or I should say the top half of the seventh inning, Anthony Santander with the bases loaded did this. One out, bases loaded, 4-1 Orioles. Jimenez to Santander, out to the chop house again. Can we get a reservation? We got to order a salami here. Santander, the grandest of slams, opens this one wide. His fifth of the season. It's 8-1 Orioles. That was Melanie Newman, 98 Rock in Baltimore. Anthony Santander, a grand slam as the Orioles beat the Braves 9-4. The A's beat the Royals 12-8 in Kansas City. Brent Rooker, two-run home run. Is that 10 home runs now for Brent Rooker? I think it is. He has been unbelievable. i got to look this up. Brent Rooker. Let me look it up. Is that his 10th home run? I know. I'm looking it up. This is not great radio. Yes, 10 home runs now for Brent Rooker for the Oakland days. He's been awesome. Ryan Noda also had a two-run double in this game. Oakland wins it 12-8 over Kansas City. The Tigers beat the Cardinals 5-3 in St. Louis earlier tonight. Javier Baez, a two-run home run in the first inning. Riley Green had a go-ahead two-run double in the seventh inning, made it 4-3 Detroit. They go on to win it 5-3. More on the Cardinals in a second. Angels beat the Rangers in Anaheim today, 5-4, the final in 10. The game ended on a wild pitch. Zach Nito scored on a wild pitch to end the game as the Angels win it 5-4. The Diamondbacks beat the Nationals 3-1 in Arizona. Corbin Carroll, the solo home run in the third inning in that one for the D-backs. The Astros beat the Mariners 6-4 in Seattle. Jordan Alvarez, a three-run home run in that game. Kyle Tucker also went deep, a two-run shot. San Francisco beat Milwaukee 6-4 in San Francisco earlier tonight. J.D. Davis, a two-run home run in that game. Jock Peterson also had a two-run single as the Giants beat the Brewers 6-4. to And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday in the major leagues. A lot of good stuff there around the major leagues today. A lot of action. By the way, I told you I would tell you more about the St. Louis Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals are 10-23. They have the worst record in the National League. Now, did I think the Cardinals would be the very, very top of the league this year? Probably not. 
Did I think they had a pretty good chance to win that division in the NL Central? Yes. Do they have some great players like Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, a number of others as well? Oh, uh, uh, Wilson Contreras, who they just got in the offseason? Yes. It is hard to believe the Cardinals are 10-23. I mean, that's a franchise and an organization that traditionally is always competitive. I mean, rarely have they had really bad years. And it's early. They are 10-23. and 23. It's It's been tough in St. Louis. Really has been. And they lost today to the Tigers 5-4. Uh, to four. Not trying to pile on uh, to the fans in St. Louis, but it has been rough. 10-23 and 23 for the Cardinals. What's going on for the Cards? Anyway. Padres, though, they're playing well. They've won... 10 of their last 14 games, including here tonight, 5-2 to two against the L.A. Dodgers. Padres will go for a second straight win against the Dodgers and a third straight win over tomorrow here at Petco Park. Our starting pitching matchup tomorrow, Blake Snell on the mound for San Diego, Dustin May on the mound for the L.A. Dodgers. First pitch tomorrow at 5.40 p.m., an hour earlier than today. Our pregame coverage will begin at 4.40. And just a preview Sunday as well, 4.10 p.m. first pitch. Joe Musgrove on the mound for the Padres, Julio Urias on the mound for L.A. So Snell against May tomorrow, Musgrove against Orias on Sunday. Taking a look at the final totals in this ball game here tonight. For the Padres, five runs, eight hits, one error. They left on 12. And for the Dodgers, two runs, four hits, no errors. They left on three. Winning pitcher here tonight was Hugh Darvish, who improves to two and two. Losing pitcher was Clayton Kershaw, who drops to five and two. Josh Hader picked up the save number 11 on the season for Josh Hader. He's now a perfect 11 for 11 in save opportunities. Time of game here tonight, two hours and 30. 37 minutes and the crowd here at Petco Park, the 11th sellout of the season and the largest crowd of the season here in downtown San Diego, 45,116. That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 5.40. Our pregame coverage from Petco Park begins at 4.40. Until then, for our great studio coordinator tonight, Nick Tanucci. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 5 and the L.A. Dodgers 2. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.